love, kindness, human connection. These are some of the things we talk about on the Danny Painter Show. It's a thing. This show is intended for a more mature audience. We might sometimes say bad words. met them before many times i feel like they're family now adrian and frank from neon dreams hello hi hello (laughs) (laughs) um you guys are currently in south africa they've done a massive massive south african tour they've been absolutely everywhere even places that like no one goes to like not even south africans they went there um Uh, they've been in studio. We've done Zooms. I've I've been to one of their shows and they're getting ready to leave. So I thought it would be really cool to get you on the EXO TV show to talk a little bit about Neon Dreams. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about the work that you're doing, the good that you're doing, um, and and just, just about you guys. So um, talk to me about the very beginning, how you met, where you're from, who you are. Oh, let's go all the way back. All the way back. All the way back. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a kid. <laughs> uh, I lived in, well, we both lived in Canada. I, I lived in Ontario uh, until I was about 13 years old. And that's when I moved to a place called Halifax, Nova Scotia. That's when I got into music. And uh, I, uh, I started my first band and it, our drummer at the time, like uh, we were getting, we were getting for ready for one of our, our big shows because we worked up to get to where we are. And our drummer at the time decided that he didn't want to play anymore. And we had two days to find a drummer. And that's when uh, I met Adrian online. Like he was on YouTube. A friend of ours like uh, showed us his music, his covers. And uh, I hit him up and it's just like, bro, can you can you fill in? Uh, you know, we have two days to learn this, and he learned all the songs in one day. And then we played the show, we rocked the show, and then we've just been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen him, like, every, almost, like, every day of the year <laughs> since that day. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And uh, we've just, we just been in different bands. We've been in four different bands together, just mm-hmm. us two, until we landed on, you know, Dreams. Yeah. So that's, that was, like, pretty much the start of our, our path. Yeah. And We both um, met in high school, though, yeah. Oh, okay. And and I know also that like a lot of your team that you've traveled with are guys that you've mm-hmm. met, that you had met in high school and have kind of never lost contact with, like your security as well. Yeah, yeah. Like our security uh, is one of your friends for yeah. like ever. He's a very, one of the first people I met in, when I went to high school and uh, in grade 10. And uh, our manager, Matt, he, he's uh, actually a guitar player in our band and I met him uh in grade 11 yeah grade 11 in the music room and we were just jamming skipping class and stuff and uh i tried to get him to get in the band and he said no and then he says then i kept i consistently kept asking him until eventually he agreed to be in the band and then uh you know later in our lives he started to take on the the business side of things you know Mm -hmm. and it's just like i Family is like means a lot, and I think that means a lot to South Africans too. After being here, I can I can see that you guys love family. Yeah. Okay. Why we we have the 
same hearts a bond <laughs> nice bond yeah <laughs> I, I think we've moved past bond now i think you guys it's in your blood now you're you're here but um before yeah. we get into your south african adventure because it's been a fucking adventure um how you you guys were neon dreams for for quite a while before life without fantasies went massive on south african tiktok um you guys were um having like obvious success in canada and and that side of the world talk to me about the success before the 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 big tiktok thing yeah we had we've had like a few songs that have done like well in Canada but our first like real bit of success was just from like it almost like here it was just like people that really enjoyed our music and spread it by word of mouth we used to throw like um it was almost like we almost played a bit more like party-ish style music when we first started and kids just like knew that our shows were a fun time and stuff and they they grew from being like small shows of like 50 kids to like like thousands in our hometown and places around our hometown um it's funny how like at the end of the day it's always the people that decide what music goes and what uh you know people follow so it was like when we were first starting it was the same thing as like here it was just like kind of like word of mouth and and the people choosing it you i've so i've been to your show obviously while you've been in south africa and i've i've watched some stuff um online uh, of like previous things that you guys have done and you guys seem to have never lost the the connection to both yourself like your actual self that we don't see but also the connection that you have inherently with your fans and other human beings and in the middle of a pandemic even though you weren't touching people physically that concert that i went to that show that that i went to you guys have this insane connection and i've I've got to wonder if that's a struggle to keep going because you have kind of made it to a certain extent right and with Mm. that comes fame people know you money the things that you've always wanted the things that you've always attained to how are you managing those two very different worlds? Uh, <laughs> I like that question. Uh, uh, I guess it, the way you manage like life, anything that you're you're trying to do, like uh, if you have purpose, like you have a reason why you're doing it, like like you'll, you'll like get past that. Like because like I know people. People always ask like, "What's it like to like you know be famous and stuff?" I, like. Uh, like we have like these like goals in life and we don't see it as like fame. It's just like people just know us more. That's all. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I want to like help. I want to like make a song that heals like so many people around the world. Like that's a goal of mine. So like people are like, I-, I-, I know that like people will eventually know me more if I work hard enough, like, but I don't consider it being like just famous. I don't know. I'm weird like that, but like I have like this purpose of like just wanting to see a lot of people smile and I want to get there and uh, if nothing's really going to like you know it, I'm not going to lose connection you know I'm going to get there and when I get there and I'll see where I go next it's uh you know, that's that's where my mind's at how do you both of you both both, both and I, I'd like to know from both of you you give so much online um you're always on Instagram you're always talking to your fans you're always answering you're touring you're seeing people how are you filling your cup in order to fill others? What do you guys do for yourselves? 
<laughs> I go to retreats. <laughs> I want to ask you about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, I, I mean, us filling their cup kind of fills our cup in a way, yeah. too, you know, because like the biggest thing we've always wanted to do is do music and stuff like that. And then like for you, like on retreats and stuff like that, um, I think that helps you. And then like I have my own ways where sometimes I just like turn off from the world for like a day or two and then I'm good. You know, it's like, yeah, you got to look out for like your mental health and stuff like that. Um, Cause like at the end of the day, um, yeah, you, you, you do have to just like look after yourself because um, you are giving a lot all the time. And maybe that, like it does, it's the weird part about it is that it does fill your own, your own cup while you do it, but you do have to have those moments for yourself. For sure. Um, Adrian, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, what, what, what's happening in, in Canada, Canada at the moment. Sorry. So I think it's from it's South. What you call Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing when you live with boys, like everything is just a, like, a, yeah, you know, you know, you, you are boys that live with boys. Um, <laughs> but um, you, you've been posting, um, I, I, for some reason, follow a lot of Canadians on Instagram. And um, recently mm-hmm. there was a lot um, about a genocide that had happened there. Um, and they were finding a whole lot of, of children um, that had been buried. And you were highlighting this. A lot of other Canadians were highlighting this. But I don't think that the rest of the world m- maybe knows. Um, and I, I know this is something that's very close to you uh, because, of, because mm-hmm. of how you were posting about it. But can you talk to me a little bit about this and maybe educate me and, and someone else watching um, on what's going on and yeah. what's been happening? So, so I'm Indigenous and uh, I'm part of a group of people called Algonquin. Um, it's like a group of indigenous peoples um, throughout Canada and the U.S. Um, but um, my grandmother attended something that's called residential schooling. And residential schooling was this system that was put in place in Canada uh, all the way up until about 1996. Um, and essentially, these schools were made to strip indigenous people of their culture and they started with kids is how they would do it so my grandmother was taken from her family when she was five years old and she attended residential schooling up until she was 18 and she never went home to her parents after that she was just kind of like here's the door now you get to go live after attending these schools um and uh a lot of kids didn't make it even out of the schools. A lot of kids died at those schools um, just from being mistreated or malnourished or um, a lot of different things, you know? Um, so my grandmother went to them. Um, I never was fortunate enough to meet my grandmother. She didn't, she didn't make it too far after that. Um, she died when my mom was really young. Um, but essentially what's happening in Canada is a lot of people haven't talked about it because there hasn't, there hasn't really been, um, it's so fresh, you know, 1996, uh, was when the last one closed. Wow. Um, so there hasn't, been a, there hasn't been a lot of light shed on them and it's kind of coming to light now because they're finding children's bodies in, uh, unmarked grave sites like mass graves. Um, so there was that one in Kamloops where 215 kids were found. Uh, there was another one found yesterday. That's the numbers going to get announced today, but um, they're saying like 700. So, 
how how do we who aren't Canadians how do we show up for you and how how do we how can we be better I think the biggest thing is just like awareness that that was a thing that happened because just people don't know even in like Canada like I have friends asking me like what was a residential school like people in Canada don't even know about it because it's not taught in schools really and um there's just not much awareness about it it's kind of like it's like hidden dark secret of Canada you know and culture so just awareness and sharing it and letting people know about it you know um, and, and Adrian, culturally, how can we show up for you and your culture? Um, how, how can we like spread the word that this has happened in, in the, the, the nicest and kindest possible way? Um, I guess, I guess the, the biggest thing is just like educate yourself about it, you know, like just like look into it, understand what happened and know the history behind it because I mean, what has happened has happened, but people knowing about it and, keeping themselves educated and understanding why a lot of indigenous people in Canada have been suppressed or affected by it, you know, cause it's like, it's, it's a generational thing. Those things just don't stay with the generation affected. It gets passed on. All those traumas get passed on yeah. through generations, you know? So. Um, on a, on a light note, I, I wanted to just tell you, your grand was beautiful and you look so much like her. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like so much like her. Um, but uh, as Neon Dreams, like you guys, obviously you're you're very giving and and you're you're very kind and you're very connected to the people that follow you and listen to you. But you don't happen upon this path, and I've said this to you guys before, without some really dark shits having happened to you, right? You you're not going <clears throat> to give of yourself unless someone has had to give to you. Um, Frank, can you? maybe go first and talk to me a little bit about like your backstory um, and, and how it's, it's molded you into the human that you are today. Yes. Uh, I guess, uh, started with my mom, I guess uh, she, she had me when she was like, when she was 17 and she got kicked out of the house for it. So like most, most of my childhood, I didn't really have a childhood. It was just like really hectic like 13 years of my life. I didn't know it was bad until I got older, but uh, um, yeah, like evicted all the time and sleeping in closets or like just in friends' floors or just like until I got to Nova Scotia. And uh, yeah, and I was just, uh, uh, <laughs> I was just put in a position of just like protect your sister while she, my mom goes to work. And uh, my mom brought back food and and protected us when when she got back. You know, like that's that was the life. And then she got smarter and she went to school and got better. And uh, when I went to when I started like going to high school and stuff, I couldn't like think like everybody else. I, I couldn't work like everybody else. I, was, I put in special classes, and uh, my mom always said really cool things to me that uh, you know I. I couldn't like do school anymore and she's just like you know just don't do what you don't love just do what you love and you know i was like well i, lo I love music you know i'm just gonna follow that use that as a compass and uh with all the things that happened to me as a kid uh i i found purpose within it so i just don't want people to feel like i did growing up so 
I'm going to show them how I got through it. I'm going to put it in the songs. And uh, anything I ever learn in life, uh, I'm going to put into her music after I learn it. So uh, that's how I keep going. That's how I stay humble like, every time. Even now, being South Africa, I learned so many things. I got so many beautiful songs just from the lessons I've learned here. Um, yeah. I mean, we're always growing as people. So uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't know, my story is still being written. <laughs> yeah. And Adrian, you you obviously also have, have a, a story. Everyone has a story. Would you share yours with us? Yeah, I think I think my story, you know, a lot of it does start like with my grandmother and what what she had gone through, and then um, my mother just, you know, she was born with the card she was dealt and stuff like that, where she had to pretty much raise her brothers and sisters and uh, grow up without a mother or a father around, um, and from there she just like worked really hard to like give me and my brother like a be- like a beautiful life and like she she pretty much like lived to make sure that me and my brother had like the best life possible you know uh and that's that's really inspired me seeing my mother do that to uh work for for my dreams every single day mm. you you guys have songs like high school dropout um and 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 you write about these these very real things, right? And um, I I relate to a lot of your music a lot, but there's obviously, and I mean, I've seen this in my friends groups, you know, with with some of us that did drop out and, and came from dodgy backgrounds and and past that, you know, weren't the best. But um, there are definitely two pathways, right? And some of us go on this way, and some of us go the other way. The, the, the light and the dark, right? Because um, nothing is wrong and nothing is bad. It's just different. What do you think? And, and the reason that I'm asking this is because there's probably someone watching who is currently where you were at that stage, looking at their mm-hmm. life going, well, there are two ways here. There is this not so great pathway that I could go, which is immediate gratification, probably money, a little bit of status in the town that I'm in, but it's kind of more leaning into like the crimey, druggy kind of side of things. Or there's the head down, focus on a music or an art or, or school, whatever that is. How do you navigate that pathway? Um, what what is the inherent difference between like myself and you guys and someone else from from your hometown? What do you think that is? That's, that's a good question. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's <Sorry>. deep. Deep. <laughs> that's a deep question. Let's go with the. I'll go. I'll go with the way I feel when you said what you said. I might not answer it correctly, but. Uh, um, I know I've, I've been like, like, I guess I, I've been so poor to the point where I, like, I thought about doing bad things a lot because like, I'm just like, what, what else do I do? I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. And I mean, I got, I got smarter over time. Uh, see, I, I, I realized like, I, I'm just like an emotionally smart person and I learned from people. I put myself around people. I had this like I just thought when I was first started playing music like 
like I didn't know I, I wasn't really happy until I played my first few chords. And, you know, like I went home and I put like three pieces of paper on, and I, I taped I taped them together and I drew a fretboard on it and I started practicing fake guitar. Like I was so happy doing that, and you know, I decided like, anything that's gonna that makes me feel this happy, I'm gonna follow it. Like and I don't care what it is, I'm just gonna follow it. And nine times out of ten, every time is music. Like I couldn't do math in school and stuff. Teachers call me stupid and like call me out for not finishing stuff and not actually trying to help me. Like I still didn't care. Like I'm just like music makes me happy. And so I'll keep following that. And I, I think anybody in a position of being confused, just, you know, take a look at what actually makes you happy and what doesn't and, and like see where to go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not everybody's meant to meant for like that what school says you're supposed to do. Not everybody, but you know, some people are. You know, there's just so many different pathways in lives, and you look at all your heroes. You should look at their backstories. You should listen to people that have what you want, because then you know exactly what to do. You know? I spoke about the school thing on my Facebook the other day, because I don't have. I dropped out. I don't. I don't have um, matric grade twelve. Um, I don't have any kind of qualifications. I just dropped. I left. I hated it. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I said as much in the nicest possible way and so many people dragged me and I think that we're so conditioned to believe that the standardized system is right for everyone. We forget that we're all so different and so unique and that is inherently the power that we have is that we're different and it's okay for you to to, to be good at school and it's okay for you to, to not be good at school. Um, it doesn't make you lesser than anyone else. Um, and I think I think we put a lot of pressure on getting that piece of paper to be good, you know. Um, so I'm really glad that you said that, and I'm I'm just grateful that you guys are so honest about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I try, uh, I try to try to be. You know, there's there's different types of intelligence. Intelligence, like like I've been in like like in meetings and stuff where like I'm the smartest person in the room, and like about a certain subject and other people are better than me other different things, you know, and it's just like, that's life. You know, some people are emotionally smart. Some people are like logically smart, you know, like yeah. I can walk into a room and I can tell if something bad is going to happen. A lot of people can't do that. You know, like that's just an emotional thing. Like, so it's different types of intelligence and not everybody can teach every type, you know, there's, there's one standard one so far that's being taught and that's, that's what it is for right yeah. now. No changes. Okay, let's talk about your South African adventure because you've been here for how long now? Three months. <laughs> Three months. <Wow>. Three months. <laughs> and it's coming so quickly to a close. I'm getting nervous about having to leave. <laughs> uh, but we don't want you to leave. Is there no way that we could like marry you off or like adopt you or son? Like, I don't know. We don't want you to leave. I mean, how do we get our citizenship? Yeah. <laughs> or like an extended visa. Somebody call the president. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Three months, you came here to firstly explore, to tour, to meet the people that are, are consuming your music. Um, what have you learned about yourselves during these last three months? Mm. <laughs> A lot. A lot. <laughs> Way too much to put into a couple of words. <laughs> Give me the big uh, one. Yeah. The big one. Uh, um, I learned that we can do 
a hectic tour. Like, like we, that tour was like very wild. That was, crazy. That was like a lot of shows. Seventeen shows in two weeks. That's in two weeks. That's, that's like that's no joke. Like I thought, I, my body was going to just stop working. Mm-hmm. You know, so but we made it through, and now I know how to do a tour like that. Mm-hmm. I know how to prepare for a tour like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we never had like. And you never had those kind of shows where a bunch of fans were just like screaming every word to the song. So, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to go back and just like uh, make a new set and like cater to like South Africa because <laughs> I want to put on an even crazier show. Yeah. What have been some of the, so you guys have done a lot. You've done Cape Town, Durban, Bloom, um, where else? Joburg. Neisner. 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 Port Elizabeth, <laughs> uh, Pretoria, Joburg, Durban. Yeah. 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 A lot of us. Um, we found out that we were the first international act I ever played in Nysen. That was cool. That was a fact I didn't think was a thing. And then they, the like, promoter went in and like, showed the research and was like, yeah, no, you're the first international act to ever play in Nysen. I was like, that's wild. Dude, I told you, you went to places none of us have been to. Like, you literally went <laughs> fucking everywhere. I've never yeah. been to Bloemfontein. I know that that's shitty oh. to say, but I haven't. You guys have played there. And it's, like, pretty close to you, too. It's not that far. It's four hours-ish. Uh, I suppose it's close enough. Yeah, but I guess I guess that's far for you guys. We're from Canada, where, like, cities are, like, 16-hour <laughs> drives apart. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys have different time zones. Like it's it's a lot, but um, uh, I I wanted to talk to you a little bit. So so you did the 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 tour. You you did a lot of shows, but in between that, you were doing a lot of stuff and you were filming all of it. And there's a, there's obviously a documentary coming out. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll get into that. But mm-hmm. um, what are some of the highlights? What are some of the best things that you experienced while you were here? Every single time we play Life of the Fantasies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, people, wow. People's face. I've never seen like so many people smile at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. time, like it's so really cool. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to like just bottle that 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 moment up, you know, because mm-hmm. that's never happened. It's the first time it's happened to us. And every town and every city was really different and really unique, including the people there. So, like, to see how they all reacted differently. They all reacted in, like, a positive, crazy way. But, like, it was, like, it was different everywhere. And it was exciting to see how people react in each place. Ooh, 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 What was the craziest crazy reaction? Because I think I know, but which town was the craziest crazy reaction? It was Blom. Yeah, probably yeah. Blom or Potch. Yeah, no, Blom, oh, wow. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, our sound guy, our sound guy actually said it was the only time he's ever like not been able to hear us, so he couldn't tell if the sound was going to be on yeah. because it's like <laughs> the song started and it's like they sang the lyrics. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Usually, so I, I wear like earpieces on stage, right? And usually I leave one out, and my left ear usually is like a little bit ringy after a show because I have my earpiece in there the whole time. But my right ear actually was like ringing after the show because the crowd was so loud. Yeah. I felt like my head was vibrating. You could feel, you could feel <laughs> the shake of yeah. how loud the people were yelling. Yeah. Um, this is this is great. So you go shark cage diving, you go bungee jumping, you see the whole country, and your takeaway is the crazy people singing life, your own song. <laughs> I love this. This is beautiful. <laughs> 
Um, uh, another question you you could just you could just smile wryly at the camera, but um, have you guys lived while you've been here? I mean, you've been here for three months. Yeah, I think so. What do you say? Have we lived? Have we lived? I mean, like, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> no, like, have you? Have you? Like, um, have you lived? Like, have you? Have I had you a good played? time. <laughs> have you played? Have you like sampled South African delicacies? Like, have you? Have you lived while you've been here? I'm eating stuff. Yeah, we're talking about food, right? <laughs> yeah. You guys got good food, yeah. 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 Huh. Okay, but- noted. <laughs> So while you've been here, you guys have obviously had John with you, a TikTok influencer. You brought Levi with you from Canada also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have the Canada. biggest crush. I have the biggest crush on Levi. He is the <laughs> most beautiful man I've seen in a very long time. I have to tell you. Yeah. I also have a big crush on Levi. <laughs> Dude, I, I can I can honestly tell you if uh, if I was on tour, you know there is I think um, <laughs> there is uh, one man who could take Harry Styles' crown from him, and it is that man. Like it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like we sample some Canadian delicacies. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm quite partial to coming and trying the food there, but um, you you've been filming everything. What are you filming it for? What are we What are we expecting? Um, I, th- I mean, hopefully, I mean, I think we are. We're putting out a documentary about our whole experience here and how it's affected us, uh, how the people have touched us, and I guess how we've touched them, I guess, because of the music and that, the reaction of it here, you know? Um, I think a lot of that, like, self-discovery is gonna you're gonna see it come out in that you know like you were asking about that but i think i think it it's gonna come out through that um because it it, it is a real special thing that's happened here for us you know this country is like like affected us deeply and like touched us deeply you know talk to me a little bit also about the work that you've done with the justice desk how did you find them how how did that come about and and what what is it that you guys are doing with them? Did they reach out? Yeah, they reached out. Yeah, they reached out to us. Yeah, they're early fans of the music. I remember mm-hmm. that. So, I'm trying to remember it all. Like we've done so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they reached out, and I think we just really liked like their the way they stood. Uh, when they brought us in. Barson show show to show us what they do, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I just remembered like I love them because like when when I was young, like and bad things happened to me. There are people like them to you know be there for me, and it just reminded me of like the times I couldn't eat or didn't have a place to sleep, or I've just gone through like a traumatic experience and trying to figure out how to just trying to talk again. You know, like it's just people like them around. You guys are going to obviously continue to work with them, even if you're not here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's different ways that we can work with them from afar. And there's been, like, some ideas tossed around and nothing like set in stone yet, but there is definitely ways that we're going to continue working with them. And, I mean, we're coming back here a whole bunch. (laughs) We're definitely not going forever, so we'll continue to work with them. But yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is the, the way they stand for human rights and the way that 
they're there not to just, you know, support by saying like, Hey, here's some stuff. We're going to support these communities. They actually go in and they go and there's like an education aspect to it. And then, and, and also for people that are working with the organization from the outside, they make sure that they understand from their own side, you know, there's a lot of education with the way they run things, you know? Yeah. So where to from here? Because you guys leave when? Soon, soon, right? Tuesday. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to Costa Rica. He's going to Costa Rica. I'm going back to Canada. Um, okay, so you guys are splitting up. Oh my god, why? Why did you have like have you guys had enough of each other? No, no, no. I'm just going on a journey. I'm always I'm a nomad. <laughs> I don't live anywhere. Yeah. I don't have a home. No, you do <laughs> South Africa. That that's, yeah. that's your home. Now. Yeah, I think I think we're just gonna take like a couple weeks to just like rest and recharge because then we're gonna go work on our next album yeah. after that. Next batch of music. So, um, I like to do that at home. He likes to do that all around the world. (laughs) (laughs) You get get more ideas, like, and you just traveling and seeing stuff and experiencing different things. Speaking of uh, recharging and and resetting, Frank, you did a retreat. Um, And it looked like the kind of retreat that I've always said I wanted to do, but I've always been kind of too scared to to do. And I don't know how much you want to go into this, but can you talk to me a little bit about the retreat that you did? Here or like retreats I've done? Here, the one that you went to yeah. here. Well, I went to this uh, retreat. It's called the uh, Blue Butterfly. And it pretty much takes you on like a, uh, take you on a trip into your like heart, you know, like the, like you go on with an intention of what you're trying to figure out, you know, and uh, they have this plant teacher. It's called like teacher plant medicine and it helps you, uh, kind of guides you. It shows you what you've been hiding from. Mm-hmm. And like you go on this journey and you discover things that are like super beautiful. And it really, it's almost like, like 10 years of like shock therapy, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's how incredible it is. Like, and you walk out feeling like a ray of sunshine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's cool though. <laughs> I can't really like get, I don't, if anyone wants to try like something like that, I don't want to give too much details. Cause like, I don't want to give anyone ex- expectations of yeah. what it's supposed to be, you know, but it, it it's very beautiful. Okay. Okay. My brother does a I'll lot of these, my brother does a <laughs> lot of these um, drinking of the tea situations and um, he, he's been on, on quite a few of them and he always comes back far more connected to himself than when he left um, and the world around mm-hmm. him. Um, but then I think life happens and you lose it. So I think it's necessary so that keep revisiting these moments. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. I know, I, like, you know what the weird thing about celebrity and, like, people that you look up to is, I know my brother, pers- like, we lived the same life, and he's mm-hmm. been saying to me, you should do it for a really long time. And then I see Frank on Instagram do it, and I'm like, I should do that. <laughs> I, sh- I should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Dil's like, dude, I've been telling you forever. Now you look at the stranger and I'm like, yeah, but he's family. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a lot more people do it than you think too. Like a lot. Like, it's, it's cool. Try so it out on- though. I promise. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so on Tuesday, you are deserting us, but you will be back, right? Yeah. We're not sure when, but I'm sure it's going to be sooner than later. 
Okay. Other than the documentary that we're we're going to be looking forward to, um, whenever that releases, um, when you guys get back together, new new music, um, inspired by us, hopefully a little. All inspired by Africa. Yeah. yeah. It's all about this this next journey, you know. It's, I'm super happy. Like, there's this like heartbeat out here that you the rhythms are different here, and I didn't realize till like, I came here. Like, and I want to incorporate like new rhythms into our music and like different style of like melodies and stuff. Awesome. Guys, it has been an honor to be able to interview so many times and to watch you perform live um, and to see you adventure through my country. You've, you've, I think you've given us all different eyes because we've been, we've seen it through you um, and it's been really beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. And travel safely and come back soon until Levi say hi. Remember, you can catch the full video on XOTV.me and you can meet us in kind of real life. Thanks to DJ Chuck for the music. You can catch him at www.chucksprosound.co.za. New episodes on Jackpot and XOTV every Monday. Love you.